Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting-edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno da Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnet.com. Let's go. All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Alex. I super appreciate the time. Can you tell a little bit about your story, man? Like, how did you go from little Alex until now creating your own podcast, <laughs> like Sophie? Talk a little about little it. Alex to big Alex. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> I love little Alex. That's so funny. I don't think I've ever been called little Alex before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm Brazil, six man. three, man. You know that. I'm not little by any means. <laughs> I think I have a complex about that though, because I've always been, um, I've always been called skinny my whole life, and for some reason it always pissed me off. I don't know why. So, anyways, how did I go from little Alex to big Alex? Um, well, I guess you want to know how I got into what I'm doing now. Is that right? Yes. Like you okay. have your podcast now, Sophie, doing a lot of nice interviews. So, just a little introduction about your, what you do and how do you get there. Yeah, so I've created uh, the Live Light Coaching practice where I really help people connect to their purpose and, you know, create a life they want the way they want because so many of us are living our lives, but we're not living our light, the thing that really lights us up. And so that's what I'm really interested in doing with people and helping people get there. And so, yeah, like you said, I have this podcast called Soul Feed. That's been new and noteworthy on iTunes and remains in the top self-help charts. And we've interviewed people like Deepak and Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson and all these great people who I'm sure you'll be interviewing soon who are, you know, just killing it. <laughs> and um, I've just learned so much about why, you know, we can't make change, why we stay stuck, why we have to keep doing things over and over again until finally we reach that moment where we're like, I have to change and it has to be now. And I personally had a moment like that in my own life where, as you know, Bruno, um, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, my senior year of college. And it was really crazy because at the time I was studying at the University of Michigan, which is like the best school for musical theater. Mm -hmm. And musical theater is not, you know, studying musical instruments it's studying to basically become a broadway performer and so you know we had 800 kids audition they take about 10 boys and 10 girls every year so it was crazy competitive and you know for four years we're being groomed for this broadway vision and not only did i get diagnosed with cancer but i lost my singing voice completely wow so i sounded like this for like you know a good two years yeah. and uh you know, they told me I had a 15 to 30% chance to survive. They told me I might never sing again. And in that moment is really where my transformation began and where I realized that 
if I wanted to change, I had to change a lot of my inner world first. And that's when I started kind of waking up and realizing that I wanted to help people in a different way. And so I did survive, thank God. And my voice came back and I still sing my way to the top, you know, whatever I need to do (laughs) to get there and help other people, you know, live their life because we only have one life or, you know, unless you believe in reincarnation and that's cool. But still, you might as well make this one worth it too. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. So when people ask, what do you do? So... Do you call yourself a life coach, a motivational speaker? How do you start this conversation? Because, you know, people here are listening to us and they are a lot interested in losing weight. And they might be asking, like, what is this guy doing here? You know, how, how can you help? And what do you do when people ask? Yeah, that's a great question. So I do kind of brand myself as a life coach. Um, but, you know, being a life coach is... Being a life coach is interesting because you sort of have to know a lot of different things, right? So for a long time, I was a personal trainer. But um, realizing that a lot of the work I was doing with my clients, it wasn't really about the, the exercise or the nutrition or anything like that. I realized that it was really kind of more about their mindset. Yes. Like what was going on in their minds? Like why did they even need me to begin with or why couldn't they like keep off the weight or just stick to a routine? Because Bruno, I'm sure you know, you know, being a health coach and being all this other stuff, like at the end of the day, it's kind of simple, right? It's like exercise and watch what you eat, right? That's kind of simple. Pretty much simple, yeah. But it's not. It's simple, but is it easy? No. And so I found myself getting frustrated because... I saw and was working with all these people and I realized it was much deeper than that. It was much deeper than just exercising or eating right, right? Because we all know that. We know that in our heads. Mm -hmm. So then why aren't we doing it? Yeah. So that's really where I help people in in any area of their life, whatever it is. So let's say it's, it's losing weight. Okay, we'll help you get there. Or, you know, if it's someone who wants to build their business but they just feel stuck... I'll help them there. Basically, I help people get unstuck. And I have strategies and tools to help people do that just on a kind of psychological level, but also on a like practical, you know, tactical steps. Like this is how you go from point A to point B if you're doing this kind of thing. And at the same time, let's bust through these blocks that are keeping you from even starting. Yes, exactly. That's why I wanted to bring you here today talk about a lot of mindset and all these psychological things, right? But before we dig deep into that, I would like to go back to the cancer story. Um, we never talked, I know you for around probably two to three years, we never really had a like, deeper conversation about that. Can you tell a little bit about what has changed since you beat cancer and how do you see the world nowadays? Yeah, well, I love that you said, how do you see the world nowadays? Because I think if people understand that the way you look at the world is the way you see the world, then things can really start changing in your life. And so what do I mean by that? Well, your perception of anything is always going to inform your reality. Does that make sense? Yes. So, you know, obviously we hear about, oh, positive thinking and positive affirmations and all that stuff. And that's great. 
But you can say positive affirmations and think positively all you want, but if you don't feel it and you don't actually see it that way, then your reality isn't going to change. And so for me, my whole illness and my diagnosis was a pattern interrupt. It literally changed the way I look at the world. It changed it in an instant because suddenly all the things I was worried about, and there were a lot of things I was worried about. All I was worried about was, you know, getting on Broadway and being the star of the show. And it was all about me, me, me. Have you ever seen Beauty and the Beast? Bruno? No, maybe. I'm, I don't know. They changed the names here in Brazil, so I might have seen it, but <laughs> you got to show me later. <laughs> okay, well, the main character is Gaston. And I'm sure you're, uh, well, one of the main characters. And he's like this egocentric guy. And, you know, his big musical moment is this song. And he just sings this one word over and over again. He just goes, me. You know, he just <laughs> sings about himself the entire time. Uh-huh. You know, you've been dreaming, just one dream, to marry me, basically, Belle, you know? Yes. And that was kind of my life. Like, all I cared about was me. All I cared about was me, 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 me. Mm. And so, when that diagnosis came, it made me realize, holy crap, I've been focused on all the wrong things my entire life, me, instead of how my gifts and my talents can actually serve others and help others. It's like, that's what we're here to do, you know? Yes. And then also, though, mainly it made me realize how precious life is itself. And I know that sounds so cliche, but like when you're in sort of these life or death moments where, you know, you're told something like 15 to 30% chance, you realize that, wow, life is a gift and I've been taking it for granted my entire life. And the only thing I can do now is try to learn how to live in the present like the best I can and try to make it the best I can at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah, that's that's really what happened for me. Yeah, that's the name of this podcast probably going to be like if Alex beat cancer, you can lose weight, something like that along these <laughs> lines. Because, yeah. you know, it's just about contrast. You know, we have these problems like losing weight. Okay, it's a... It's a big problem for a lot of people. But if you put into perspective, we change that and make it easy. And, you, and then you start to see, okay, that's not really a big problem. I can do it, right? It's, it goes back to the mindset thing. Yeah, because it's all it all starts there. For instance, I could have looked at that illness as being the, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And it ruined my life. It ruined my singing career. Or I could look at it as like the best thing that ever happened to me that like opened my eyes and taught me what I really was meant to do here on this earth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back to the whole exercise thing, right? When I was sick, I was in the gym more than I was when I wasn't sick. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Because like it's again one of these life or death moments where you realize, holy crap, I must take care of my body like to to a crazy amount now like i must eat right i must exercise i ended up riding a hundred miles after six rounds of chemotherapy for this um cancer research bike ride and i don't say that to brag but i just say that to illustrate that like look whatever you're going through you can get started and the reason i'm saying this also is because the best way to get started is to attach it to something really, really important. Yeah. 
you yeah. know? So for me, it was like life or death. So I was like, okay, I'm getting on my bike. I'm like getting in the gym. And before that, I was really, really, really healthy. I mean, really healthy. Mm-hmm. But I upped it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was on a website today and... One of the first thing that comes, it's about purpose, finding a purpose and you helping people to find their purpose, right? Yeah. That's a buzzword that is out there nowadays. And how can we find our purpose? I cannot not ask you this question. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot ask me this question? What I do cannot. You like, I have to ask you this question. Sorry. If oh, you have to ask me this yeah, question. Yeah, my English doesn't yes. make sense sometimes. You know, I'm from Brazil. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, well, purpose is definitely a, a buzzword, right? That's kind of infiltrated our society and culture because we're living in a time now where, fortunately, we have the resources and we have the opportunities that we can create a life based around what we want to do, not just based around what we think we have to do or what we've been told we have to do or, you know, we have to pay the rent, like, you know. It's just a different paradigm shift. So designing a life of purpose or finding your purpose, in a sense, is really just figuring out like what you really, really value. And I do this really cool process with all my clients where it's sort of an unconscious process where we figure out like what are your top values, like what are your core values that are unique to you. So Bruno, your words that are going to come up for you are going to be completely different than the words that come up for me. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. And it's a special process because so often we're trying to consciously think of the answers, but a lot of these answers like are at a more intuitive, you know, unconscious level. And so once you really figure out like what are your top two core values, then you can start designing a life around those top two core values and figure out how those two core values can be used all the time to serve others. Mm. To serve others, not just yourself. And so, so many people have it confused. Like, they think their purpose is going to be found in their job or in their salary or in that Broadway, Broadway role. But that's not where purpose is found. Purpose is found, you know, in something way deeper something that's connected to your higher power or your higher self or God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, that lights you up, that makes you feel like you're here for a reason and not just wandering around this earth yes. doing things. Yes. Doing things, right? right? A human being, not a human doing. Yes, that's, that's so true. That reminds me of an exercise that I also do with clients It's about finding their why. So I have these 51 reasons so that I give my own examples, the 51 reasons why I do, why I want to be healthy. So I make them write their own 51 reasons. So for example, I want to be healthy because I want to see my grandkids grow. I want to be healthy because I want to play tennis until I am 80 years old. You know, along those big, big things that you really want to, like you just said, it has to be bigger than yourself, right? And yeah, it's totally. amazing to see because that's when they start to see, to realize that losing weight is not just about exercise and nutrition. I mean, it's, you, we start there, but if you don't have your mindset right, that's not going to happen and that's going to last most of all, right? So Yeah, it's never about that. Yeah. It's never about that. 
Yeah. Can you but talk? See, that's that's the thing. It's like if we just scratch the surface, then it seems like it's about that, and that's why people don't. They can't make it stick because it's not connected to like seeing your children grow up or like being able to play with your grandchildren. You know, like that's a why that's worth fighting for, that's worth getting in the gym or that's worth eating right. Hey guys, what's up? Bruno Gama here, Brazilian Health Nut. And let's take a little break from the show because I would like to offer you something. If you go to my website, www.brazilianhealthnut.com and click on the page Burn Fat Forever, you can go ahead and claim your free consultation with me right now, okay? Or you can just send me an email at brazilianhealthnut at gmail.com. So you can start to lose weight and feel healthier right now, okay? So go ahead and claim your free consultation with me and remember that spots are limited, okay? Now let's get back to the show. How do you see the word spirituality in your own life and just in society as a whole? Uh, separating from religion or together with a religion, how do you see that in terms of your health and your life as a, as a, as a whole? Well... So you're wondering how I see life in connected to health and like spirituality, that yes. kind of thing? Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, I mean, I personally think that your body is is a temple. You know, it's a it's a holy temple if you want to think of it like that. I mean, that's in kind of biblical speaking or biblical terms. Um I you know, I'm personally a Christian, but I also believe that every religion is basically saying the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, to love and to love others. And so to love yourself and love others, well, that implies loving yourself means you should take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yes, taking care like, of yourself first, right? Yeah, Always. I mean, if, if, you don't, if you don't have your well-being, you don't have anything, you know? Like if you can't, if you can't, if your body's not functioning properly, if your mind isn't working properly, like if you're not functioning on like all cylinders, all cylinders firing, then you don't know the potential of your own birth of your own life. And like, man, so yeah, it's really important to me because I mean, your body's a temple. It is the temple that your soul resides in. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know and so if your temple's all like falling apart and cracks in the walls and you know rain coming through the ceiling then it's not going to be a very fun place to live yeah that makes sense man so we've talked a little bit about mindset and purpose let's get into something more practical now I would like to talk about goals right everybody especially now it's uh, the end of the year is coming at least when you're doing this interview, I don't know when it's going to be launched. Anyway, so proper way to set goals. How do you differentiate between vision and a goal? Do you see the difference or how, how do you handle this for yourself and clients? Yeah, so having a vision is really, really important. And that's sort of like, again, that's sort of your why that's connected to your purpose. It's a much more macro vision for yourself. But then where most people get stuck is, well, two things. One, they either don't have a vision. So they don't have a vision that's compelling enough to actually drive them to make goals. Or two, 
they just stop at the vision, right? So they have this great vision, but then they don't know how to chunk it down. Mm. So what does that mean, chunk it down? That means breaking that vision into smaller parts, into tangible, actionable steps that you can take right now. So, for instance, from the vision of my life, right? It's like, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. I want to reach more people on my podcast. I want to be speaking around the country more. Okay, that's really overwhelming if I just think about those things, right? Yes. But today, when I woke up, I finished my query letter to agents, which means that I'm ready to start reaching out to agents for my book because my book proposal is done, because I've worked with writing coach. You know, it's like all these little, little things that are leading to the New York Times bestselling author, which, hey, if that happens, great. If it doesn't, great. But the point is my vision is so big that even if I fall short from that, I'm still going to like be pretty happy with the results. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's the vision. It has to be big and has to motivate you on a deeper level and super like, oh, you don't, there, there is no limit. However, goals. How, now let's talk about specifically about goals. Right. And that's what I was saying. Once you have that vision, you got to chunk it down. Right. Right. So as in you have to have tangible things that you're working on every single day that are leading to the big vision. So it's sort of like once you've established your vision, let it go. Let it be. Because also you don't know how it's going to manifest. You don't know how it's going to happen. So don't be completely tied to your own expectations of how it's going to happen. But at the same time, you have to be working towards it, right? Because you can't just sit around and like, oh, okay, it'll come in. So what I like to do every day is I like to start my day on the left side of a paper. I'll write like what my big vision is. So for me, I kind of have a phrase and it's to spread light through mass media. I'll put that on like the left side of my paper. Then on the right side of my paper, I'll just kind of write down all the goals I have for that day. And that's really important for the day, not for the week, not for the year, for the day. Like, what am I doing today? Okay. Okay. And then I look at those and I say, okay, are these aligning with to spread light through mass media? If yes, then I'm doing it right now. If no, then I don't need to do it right this second. Does that make sense? Yes. And then I try to tackle my most important task for that day right away. Like right when the day starts, right when I'm done, you know, meditating and uh, exercising and focusing my mind. That's the first thing I want to do because your brain only has so many neurochemicals. It only has so much willpower available in a day. It's like a battery and it starts to drain as the day goes on. So I want to spend the most of my energy on the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So... That's a way, that's, you know, one way of many, many, many ways to kind of think about goals and approach them. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I do the same with clients, the same thing. You want to lose weight? Cool. That's the vision. Let's visualize you being uh, smaller and losing weight and being the body, on the body of a, your dream body. However, the goal is today. What can you do today? Can you let's just focus on drinking some water maybe or getting some more vegetables today? So really small, small wins and then the vision is going to come naturally, right? Yeah, because I don't care what your 10-year goal is. I care what your 10-minute action step is. Like what's your next 10-minute action step? Mm -hmm. Not what's your next 10-year goal, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
why change is so hard? Like, why it's so difficult to change our habits? Can you get into a little bit about habits formation? How does that happen? Absolutely. And this is my favorite topic because awesome. it is so hard and people um, beat themselves up, but they don't even really know what's going on in their mind. So it's like they're punishing themselves, but they, but they aren't even aware that this is why it's happening. So, I mean, I could go on about this for hours, but I'll just make it kind of as short as I can. Perfect. <laughs> and also in a way that makes sense. So basically your mind conceptually, if you think of it, it has basically two parts to it, right? The conscious mind and the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind, what's that? Oh, that sounds kind of scary. Well, <laughs> the unconscious mind, you know, are you, Bruno, right now responsible for beating your heart? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you, no, conscious, are you consciously thinking about beating your heart and no. controlling the way the blood flows through your body? No, not at all, man. I'm just how thinking about what I'm going to be asking you. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're just unconsciously doing that, right? Yeah. Have you ever uh, driven home and, you know, 30 minutes later you're like, oh, wow, I'm home. I don't even know how I got there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? That's just an unconscious pattern, right? You just unconsciously know how to drive now so you can listen to music or or get lost in a trance and pretty soon you're home and you had no idea how you got home. Now, consciously, though, you're asking me these questions, while unconsciously, all these things are happening in the background. Does that make sense? Yes. And sorry to interrupt you, but this reminds me of a, of a conversation we had when I first moved to San Diego. So when I first moved to San Diego, I had to drive all the time. And before that, I never drove in my life. So mm. I was just conscious about driving, right? I was just focused on everything, on my, my hands, my, and on the, on the road, on everything. Everything for me was new. So I was pretty conscious about that. However, after like one month, one month and a half, I started to enjoy and I started to, I kind of like went back to unconscious driving that never happened before, but I could listen to a podcast while driving. Yes. Where before I could not do that. I was always, always stressed out and just focused on being right there and conscious about those things. Yes. Okay. So let me tell you what was happening and you may know this already. But if we think about it in terms of the brain, like what's happening in the brain. So when you're first driving like that, right, you said you were really conscious about it, blah, 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 blah. Well, you're basically making new pathways in your brain. So, you know, nerves that wire together, nerves that fire together, wire together. So what does that mean? Well, again, when you're developing these new skills like driving or whatever, you have all these nerves like firing, 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 firing all the time. And they start to wire together. They start to make new pathways in your brain, like a new highway, right? Mm -hmm. So eventually, that highway gets so wired together and so clear that you don't need to think about it anymore. That pathway is clear. That pathway is set. That highway is good to drive on, right? You don't have to think about it so much anymore. Well, that's how (laughs) habits work. That's how all these things that are supposedly sabotaging us is working. So it's not that you're doing something wrong or whatever, whatever. It's just that your wiring is very, very strong towards that specific pattern, towards that specific habit. So just like anything else, anything you're doing that you don't want to be doing, it's just because you've been doing it so long that your brain is so wired to keep doing it that it doesn't even know how to stop doing it. 
Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. I remember also when I was starting with my health journey, on my health journey and learning about all, a lot of all those things and nutrition and especially nutrition. And I was like, man, it's going to be hard to stop eating bread. And that's something that I didn't want to do it, but I was doing since I was little, especially in Brazil. Right. We eat bread like every day. Breakfast is bread. Snack in the afternoon is bread. So that was part of who I was. And I had this in my mind. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And once I forgot about it, it kind of like just after, I don't know, like two to three months, I didn't even realize anymore that I was craving. I was not craving bread anymore. And then out of nowhere, I just did not eat bread anymore. It kind of exactly. like became a part of who I was. Exactly. So exactly. So that bread was really wired into you. And in fact, this is a perfect example because when I was diagnosed, um, I wanted to give up gluten completely because I knew what it was doing. I knew that it was inflaming my body. I knew that cancer likes to feed on inflammation. Yes. So how does change happen? Well, you have to interrupt the pattern somehow. So like this pattern you're talking about or like any pattern that anyone has, you have to interrupt it and then replace it with something else. Mm. So for me, my pattern interrupt was cancer. You know, like that's a huge freaking pattern interrupt to, oh, yeah. to shake me out of like what I was just naturally doing, which was, you know, eating bread and drinking soda and all this other stuff, even though I was very healthy and working out, but it was a big pattern interrupt. And so I had to replace it with something new, like vegetables, like greens, like all this other stuff. And if your pattern interrupt is strong enough, that's connected to a strong enough why, then replacing it with something new isn't as difficult. And once you replace it with something new over and over and over again, you're essentially killing off the neurons that were supporting the other pattern and building new neurons to support the new pattern. So now when I eat bread, and I'm sure you probably experience this too, it doesn't taste good. Yeah. It tastes horrible. Whereas before, it's like, that's all I wanted to taste. So epigenetically, and this is a whole science of how your genes change based on your you know, thoughts, based on your interaction with the world, based on how you look at the world. Literally, your genes are changing all the time. Yeah. So when you're able to build those new pathways, those new neurons, your genes literally change with the change. So all of a sudden, things taste differently. Things look different. Your body starts changing. Yeah, that's so true, man. Thank you so much for that. Changing subjects a little bit. You've yeah. been interviewing a lot of amazing people on your podcast. I have a little list here. Three people, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Gretchen Robin, give a little bit about what have you been learning from all those amazing people? Well, everything I just said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else? I'm, no, but I mean, more, you more. Know, I learned a lot of that through my training with Tony Robbins too as a life coach. Oh, cool. um, but, um, you know, the thing I've taken away the most from all these people is that there is no one way. Does that make sense? 
Yes, and I had yeah. this conversation with you, and I asked you the same question, but privately. So now I want you to share with everybody because I thought it was amazing the conversation we had, and I still remember exactly the day. Yeah, school, because, man. you know, I find that so many of us, and me myself, even starting this podcast, it's like, I want the answer. I want the, like, truth of life. I want the, the meaning, like, the way to enlightenment, the path. And you know what's so amazing is that all these brilliant people are basically saying the same thing but have different answers. Hmm. So I started to realize this is their answer. This is how they experience a higher power or their higher self or this is how they have conceptualized what it means to them to be free or to live a life they love. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way. And the problem with thinking like that is that you then lose your power because you're then looking for all the answers in someone else yeah. and forgetting that the answer is in you and forgetting that those people are just saying what their experience is. I'm just saying what my experience is. And if it resonates with you, great. And there's tools and tactics and tips you can take from all of these people. But at the end of the day, that's not what it is. You know what I yes, mean? At the end of exactly. the day, it's like <laughs> you have to find the answers for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, man. That's awesome. We could go on with this conversation for a little longer, but I want to get into something very specific here with you today. Meditation. Um, nutrition is super important, exercise super important, but I see a lot of people on trying to lose weight, they are super stressed out. So cortisol a hormone gets higher and then people cannot lose weight no matter what, no matter what they're eating, no matter what they are exercising, yeah. right? And I found to myself and with everybody that I talk to, meditation is a great way to decrease this amount of cortisol in our body. Um, what's the importance of meditation for you? And how do you handle this subject on your own life? Oh, man. This could be a whole another episode. <laughs> I know, man. Sorry. <laughs> Gonna bring um, you back. Gosh, you're making me like truncate everything, which is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, I can't even begin to talk about the benefits of meditation. I mean, just from what you're talking about, you know, this idea of cortisol, you know, not mm -hmm. as stressed, all that, obviously... But really, the, the bigger meaning behind meditation for me is that that's where you can start to rewire more effectively. So remember, we were talking about unconscious, conscious, these patterns that are coming up, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you're in an unconscious state, you're super, super relaxed. Like, you're hardly even aware of yourself. You know, have you ever, it, like right before you go to bed, you know, you're like half asleep, half awake. Yeah. Right? right? That's sort of that unconscious part of your mind where you can actually kind of talk to it. You know, you can give it directives, stuff like that. And in meditation, it's when you're reaching that part of you that isn't conscious, that's deeper, that's more powerful, that's connected to something bigger, universal consciousness, whatever you want to call it. But it's almost like you're losing your sense of self. Now, why is that important? Because we've ingrained all these, you know, self-limiting things or perhaps great things too, but we've ingrained all these concepts of who we are. 
And so, for instance, if you're trying to lose weight or something like that, but you have this concept that you'll just never get there or that, you know, you just see yourself the way you look in the mirror, which is maybe not the way you want to look, well, then unconsciously, it's not going to map out. Does that make sense? Yeah, keep going. It's all good. So, with meditation, one thing I've really been playing around with, and a lot of this comes from the book, You Are the Placebo by mm. Joe Dispenza. If you if you're if anything I'm saying is resonating with you, check out his book because it's it's so powerful. But a concept with meditation that's really cool that I don't see enough people playing with that I've been starting to play with clients and you know seeing these amazing things happening is getting into a meditative state, like getting into that relaxed state through meditation and then rewiring once you're there. So the difference is instead of like consciously thinking all the time, like, you know, right when you wake up, okay, today I'm going to like do this. Today I'm going to set my goals and get there. And today I'm going to have a powerful day. It's like instead meditating, getting into a really relaxed state and then being what you want to be as in like feeling how you want your day to go, feeling how you want to see life like seeing it feeling it and it becoming you Mm. because that's gonna rewire you does that make sense cool yeah because your brain doesn't know the difference between what you imagine and what is real so if you can feel it in your body then your brain will just naturally start to think oh this is who you are oh this is who i am okay and then it will start behaving differently Cool. Awesome. I want to do something different today that we've never done here on the podcast. I want to do a practical exercise and especially meditation. Do you think we can do something around five to 10 minutes of meditation? And I'm going to be doing here with you and then people can do on their own when they listen to this as well. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, I would say though that it will not be effective in five minutes or it will not be as effective in five minutes. So ideally you want to have a process kind of right when you wake up or right when you go to bed, that's at least 20 minutes. And I know that sounds like, Oh my God, such a long time, but you know, it's either that or, you know, take some medications for your whole life type of thing to deal (laughs) with your stress. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, it's a no brainer to me, obviously. Cool. But, my point in saying that is if you guys want a um, a longer version of this, like a 24-minute version of this, if your listeners want that, they can just email me at livelightcoaching at gmail.com and I'll send them a longer version of this. Cool. Thanks, man. But um, yeah, well, let's, let's just see what happens. So right. let's do it. <laughs> the first part is to just obviously, first, I just want to relax your mind. So I want you to get you in a place where you can just start to relax. Because we've been talking a lot about power of meditation and the power of your mindset and all these crazy things that you might want to do and these big visions and whys and all that. But first, you need to learn to relax. So I suggest, if you'd like to relax now, to maybe just place your hands on your thighs with your palms facing up and your feet about shoulder width apart. And I'm just going to have you do something really simple. And that's just say a word 
over and over again in your mind. And that word for now will be Inga. Now this is a word that comes from Vedic transcript, Sanskrit, but you don't have to worry about what the word means because it doesn't matter right now. As you start to relax more and more, all I want you to do is say the word Inga. We'll do this for about two to three minutes just to get your mind off of the day, off of the busyness, the craziness, so that your mind can just drop away. Let's just start saying Inga. Inga. To yourself, in your head, Inga. You may hear other thoughts, and that's okay. Just come back to the word Inga. Inga. And I'll lightly hum a tune just to give you a little background noise, but you can just keep saying the word Inga. Oh, to imagine a limiting belief or thought that you would like to change. And once you have that thought, I'm wondering, would it be okay to let that go for now? Would it be okay to change that limiting belief and release it, let go of it, and turn it in to something new? If that's okay, then let's do that now. Let's release that thought and instead, now, I want you to think and feel what you would rather experience. How would life be without this limiting thought? Without this belief that somehow came into your life? It doesn't matter how it came, it doesn't matter where it came from, how would it be without it? What would you say to yourself if this belief wasn't there anymore? Because you've already released it. So now, what are you thinking? How do you want to feel in this moment, in the future? What do you want to see? What do you want to bring into your life? Come on, feel it. Really feel it. Your mind is one of the most powerful tools that's ever existed. And if you can feel what you want to feel in your life now, I mean, really feel it. Really go there. Call it up. Bring it up. 
Don't wait. Bring it up. Make it stronger. Make it more intense. Feel it. See. New. What are you seeing in your life from this state, from this feeling? What do you want to see? Who do you want to become? I want you to really see it. Just imagine yourself living the kind of life that you know you're meant to live. Really feel into it. Feel into it now. Now is the only time you have. And once you've really, really, really felt it, and you feel that your energy has shifted into something new, into something bigger, into something greater, then I want you to just release it. Release it back to your higher power, to your higher self that already knows how to make this real because you've already felt it just then, didn't you? And only when you're ready to come back and live that vision and that feeling that you just felt Will you open your eyes? Wow, that was great, man. I feel... So how'd that feel for you? Oh, I feel like... I feel like a million bucks right now. You know, it's <laughs> just so relaxed. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm still um, out for a little bit here. But no, yeah, that's thanks good. so much, man. That's good. That, was, that was very cool. I think it's going to be awesome for people to do that. Especially so if they can do that when they can sit down, you know, not on a driving situation. Yeah, if you're sure. driving, I hope you didn't do that. <laughs> but, don't. but the point is, look, that, that was a very, very short process. Yeah. But, man, if, if you know, again, guys, email me at livelightcoaching at gmail.com. I'll send it to you. Or you can uh, text me the word live light to the number 33444, one word, live light. And uh, I'll send you a longer version because in the longer version, you'll, you'll really, really, really feel it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I mean, you just felt it right then. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. I'm going to put those on the show notes for people to make it easier. For, uh, thank you so much for that. Yeah. Anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with us? Well, I mean, I think just as a final note, it's like, imagine if you did something like that every single day to start your day. Imagine if you approached your day feeling like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that took you five minutes and it just shifted everything, right? So imagine, imagine what you would do if you felt like a million bucks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the always problem so. is, you know, it's going to fade. It doesn't always last. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, oh, you do that meditation for 20 minutes and you're going to feel like a million bucks the entire day. Buy my product now. Like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to say that because it's not true. But the more and more you do it and the more and more you rewire your state, the more and more it becomes a reality. Yeah. Awesome. Anything, um, sorry, I'm still out here. <laughs> I, was going, I was going to ask you the same question. Anything else you want to share? No, I mean, where can people find you and what's next for you? What have you been working on? Yeah, uh, you can check out my website, alexkip.com, where you can um, 
you know, get all my free weekly content, all that. You can also check out my podcast, Soul Feed, one word, Soul Feed. And what's next for me is to just help more and more people. I'm building out some online courses where I'm going to help them really bust through these mental things, but also really help them build a brand that they know they just have to birth into this world. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Alex. Super appreciate the time and talk to you soon, brother. All right, brother. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.